So for you, those of you who don't know, that is The Dark Knight Rises. And in that scene, um, Alfred says something that is so, I think, profound. And he says, maybe it's time we all stop trying to outsmart the truth and let the truth have its day. Pretty profound. So here's the thing. We like the truth when it's beneficial to us. Now, I'm going to talk to the guys in the room. A girl that you like, when she likes you back, we love the truth, don't we? When that's the truth, you're like, yes! Okay, but here's, here's the problem. When she doesn't, we don't like that truth, now do we? See, we can't accept it. We get uncomfortable. And so what we try to do is, like Alfred talked about, we try to what? Outsmart the truth. All right, all right, look, she doesn't like me today, but I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get jacked. She might like me next week. And see, here's a problem. It leads to a restraining order. And even after the restraining order, okay, the girl, uh, you still think, all right, I still have a chance. All right, so when we try to outsmart the truth, it doesn't usually work good for us. Um, I tried to do this once. Uh, Joey, uh, when we first started working out, uh, had, he had like a, uh, a thing of pre-workout drink. And he's like, bro, this makes me sick, you know, um, so you can try it, you know? And I, th- I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, like, I have a stronger stomach than Joey. I could handle this. So I, I, get, I get the tub, and it's a big tub. Like, this stuff is expensive. I have something that's this big, and it's like $30. So this thing's a huge tub. I'm like, okay, the truth is it made Joey sick, but I'm going outstri- to outsmart that. I'm going to try something different. So I take it home. I'm all pumped. I, I put it in my water, mix it up. I drink it. I get ready to work out. I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> like, like... You think that when he says, yeah, it makes me sick, here, try this, that I wouldn't have tried it, but no, I did, you know, and, and why? Because here's the thing, it was convenient, it, it, it fit my needs, it was something, and see, here's the thing, when something is inconvenient and it, and it, and it collides with what we want, we're going to try to justify it, we're going to try to say, well, even though, it, you know, it made you sick, that's inconvenient to believe, but this, wow, this is, this, okay, here we go, I haven't talked in a while, sorry guys. Um, but uh, I'm going to try to make this fit. See, we try to outsmart the truth when it's not beneficial to us. And somewhere, somewhere along the line, we got the idea that, that sin is beneficial to us. Like, it can be beneficial to us. Like, we, like when we want what we want, right, and it kind of gets in the way of what God has, isn't it true that we can say, well, well that's not, you know, that may be the truth, that may be wrong, but we, we try to outsmart it, we try to justify, we try to kind of spin it around, and we make excuses for the sin in our life. See, if we're honest, we don't really feel, fear God too much, do we? I'm including myself in this. Like, when was the last time that we, we, when, we, when you woke up and you said, God, I just want to do everything that you want to do, and you kind of worried about that for a second. Now, the fear I'm talking about is not like, you know, I can't even be close to you type of thing, but it's, it's just a respect. It's a reverence. Do we have that? Because here's the thing. God's word says that, that sin brings death, right? But yet then you and I, we kind of argue for the things that we're stuck in, don't we? And we're kind of paying for it. Now you're probably saying like, all right, Andrew, like, wow, like out of the gun, like where's your jokes? Where's the funny things, right? Why are we diving in? How can you make that statement saying that we are just diving into this and we're struggling when you don't even 
know me here today. Here, here's the thing. If every Christian was an MMA fighter, let's just say, okay, it's a little, it's a little far-fetched, come with me here. If, if every Christian was an MMA fighter and they got in the ring, right, mixed martial arts, you know what that is? It just, it's kind of like boxing, but it's a lot worse. It's a lot of kicking, punching, fence up. You tap out like it's intense. Blood, nuts, okay? Let's say if, if, all, if every Christian was an MMA fighter and we would get in, into the ring with sin, okay, it seems like as I look around that a lot more of us are getting beat up by sin instead of beating up sin. If sin was the opponent, it seems like a lot of us Christians will get in the ring with that and just kind of get beat up, kind of get hit, kind of get thrown around, and, I, and I, when I come to church and, I, and I, we come to youth group and we kind of look around, we kind of see that the church is filled with a bunch of beat up, broken, hurting, oppressed, saved people. People who are going to heaven, they're just going to get there with a lot of bruises. And maybe tonight you're, you're not a Christian and, and you're not a follower of Jesus and you're just trying to figure this all out. And, and, and you can identify with this too. Maybe there's just something in your life that is just beating you. Something that a pride issue, an anger issue, man, my anger just flares up, or man, I just can't get self-control. And, and so you can identify with us tonight too that, that sometimes there's things in our life that when we get in the ring, we just get beaten by every single time. And I think it's because we want to justify and we want to make room. We love God. We want what God has, but we also want what we want too. And the question is, is it worth it tonight? Because the sad truth is that a lot of us are weak. And a lot of us, when temptation comes, we are the first ones to fall right on our face. And, and as we kind of go through the truth tonight, it's not to make you feel scared. It's not made to make you feel afraid. But if we don't admit where we're at, then we can't move forward. And so tonight, let this be liberating. Let this be free. Let this be something that, hey, look, God knows that we can't be perfect and he's created a way. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. So tonight is not a night to feel like overwhelmed or feel afraid, but it's a night that we get to just stop, take a breath, look at our life and think. What's at stake tonight is this. Sin always gets worse. Kind of like weeds in a garden, sin kind of overgrows in the garden of your life and chokes out all the good things, all the choice fruit, all the things that God wants to bring forth in you, the little tiny piece of sin that can just grow to become this big weed and just destroy your garden, destroy your life. And so what's at stake tonight is more than just doing what God says, but it's doing what God says so that you can have a full life with good things. And so tonight, there's a lot that's on the line. Tonight, this is where we kind of put our big boy, big boy pants on, all right? Our shoes, and we kind of say, all right, I got to grow up. Because for so long, you and I, me included, we kind of just make excuses. So what we're going to do is we're going to look into Hebrews 10. And the author of Hebrews is writing to a group of people who don't understand what salvation is, don't understand because they're so stuck in their old ways. 
They're stuck in sacrifices of animals and, and, try, and, and that's, what the, that's what the old covenant was. But then Christ came, brought this awesome, great news. And so the writer of Hebrews is trying to talk to a whole bunch of people and say, this is what's going on. And so within that, we can see, all right, how should we view sin? How should we overcome sin? And, and what is God's view on sin? And how does that play into me? And so we're going to be able to dive into that in Hebrews 10, verse 19, as it will be up on the screen. Therefore, brothers, since we have a confidence, remember the word confidence, to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is his flesh. Okay, so back in the Jewish times, there was a temple. Uh, and, and in the temple, there was an inner room. And outside the inner room or, or further into the temple, there was a place called the holy place. And that's where God's spirit was. So God's presence was in that place, confined in there. So you go outside the temple, you, you go to the, the marketplace, you go around the area. God's presence is not there, but it is confined to this small room that God chose to inhabit in. And so the people, once a year, I think, would come in and only the priests would be able to enter the holy place. And so what would happen is if they did a ritual wrong and they had sin in their life, when they entered that room, they'd be struck dead. And so because of the, the probability that they could die, what they would do is they would take a rope and they would, they would tie it around the ankle or the wrist or whatever of the person who, the priest that was going into that room and they would do the ritual and if they messed up, they would fall and there would be a bell on them and the bell would ring and then you would know Johnny died, that's awkward and they would have to pull him out because if they go in there, they, them, them too would die. So talking about the holy place and talking about confidence, I don't know about you, but going in that room, it's like, you're thinking like, I hope I did the sacrifice right and night didn't dead, you know? Um, so this was like an intense like, thing to even bring up. So when we kind of read through that sometimes, we don't really remember how serious that was because people were terrified. Like they're like the holy place. My gosh, I don't, I don't even want to, you know, thank God I'm just a citizen. And I'm not a priest and I don't have to go in there. So here the author is, is, is describing us. He's saying, look, we've been given a confidence that we can enter this holy place. It's like, wait, wait, hold on a second. I can see someone raising their hand. Yeah, you. Um, I thought only priests could go. And like, no, no, no. The new confidence that we have enables any person to be close to God. And it says that it's, it's through the veil that is Jesus' blood and Jesus himself. So we see the veil. And the veil, is, it was just a, uh, a curtain that would separate the inner room from the holy place. And the veil now is Jesus. And we can go through Jesus to be close to God. So the word confidence here. Now, when we talk about confidence, I'm not talking about when you go to Splish Splash and you're at the top of a cliff diver and you're looking down and you're like, oh my gosh. Man, the only reason why I did that is because a bunch of my friends that were girls were like, we're going on. And I'm like, I was terrified of it and I, I just was too prideful to admit I was afraid. So I was like, I'll do it. So I'm at the top. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Oh. You know? And you're trying to muster up the confidence throughout. And you see like little Jimmy, he's like this tall and he's like waiting behind you like this. He's pumped to go. And I'm like, I'm 20, I'm like 22 like at this point in my life. And Oh, I gotta go. So then you, you muster. Now, that's not the confidence we're talking about. We're not talking about the confidence that you muster up like, ah, all right, and you persuade yourself to go. No, the confidence that we're talking about here that is mentioned here is a gift. The confidence that you and I can never earn. 
Jesus came and died. Like, this is the good news. This is what we get to stand on tonight. This is why the rest of the, as this message gets harder, that we don't have to fear or be afraid or live in, in, in guilt, but we can live in freedom because Christ came and gave us his confidence, a fearless freedom before God that we can bust into the holy place and be like, what up? You know? Opposed to back in the day, people drop dead. So like, what this, this guy is saying to these group of people, like, this, is, this is like news that you're like, wow, I can't believe that. And so we need to realize tonight that there's freedom in Christ. That there is, is like unbelievable amount of freedom. And so we need to realize that is what we've been given. Now let's continue and see what he says that we do in response to that, the writer. Um, in verse 21, we continue and it says, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience or, or guilt, having our hearts sprinkled clean from guilt and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promises faithful, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. So we've been given this amazing freedom. And so when you think freedom, you think, all right, well, freedom's cool. Like it could be a little bit more laid back, right? Is that what you're saying, Andrew? So if we've been given freedom, we could be laid back. Why, why is this guy so urgent? Look at the language there. The language is draw near, hold fast, encourage one another. You got to meet together. It sounds like he's preparing for something. It sounds like he, that there's like something's going down. And see, when we read these verses, maybe you've read these verses before. Maybe you've heard them before. But there's one part that, that I always glazed over. And when I was studying for this message, kind of hit me. And the, the last line's gonna be up there. It says, we glaze over this part. It's, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, I don't know about you, but if I went up to you and I was like, yo, we gotta get ready for the day. It's gonna be sick and disappeared. You, wouldn't you have one question in your, in your mind? You say, what, what, what day is that? Like, what, what am I getting ready for? What is that day? And, and here... He says we need to encourage one another as the day is approaching. What, is, it, is it a wedding day? Oh, yeah, the bells will be ringing, yes. <sighs> okay. <laughs> is it the game day? Like, guys are like, yes, let's throw the ball around. You know what I mean? See, I think the thing that we forget and that we didn't realize and something that this writer understood was that there's a day coming and a day of judgment. A day where God looks at sin and says, I'm going to destroy sin. A day when he comes and, and everything that we've done, good and bad, will be judged. That's uncomfortable, isn't it? It's like, ooh, wait, hold on, we like the grace. Go back to the grace part. See, we need to realize something, that on the other side of God's extreme love and his extreme mercy is his judgment. Now, see, we don't like that. That's uncomfortable. Now, if tomorrow you were to wake up 
and uh, you just go outside and you go to get the paper and I'm there and I just pull you into my car and we drive and I, we go to arena and I pull you into, um, I just drag you down the aisle, you don't know what's going on and push you into an MMA ring and, say, and there was another dude there and he was ready to fight you. Okay, what do you think will happen? You die, yes. Good, if you said anything else, I would have been like, get out. But anyway, um, you die. And, and, and reasonable because why? You haven't been training, you don't know how to fight. You just be in there and you boom, right in the jaw on the ground. It would be, it would be kind of sad, actually. I would never want that for any of you. Okay? But the reason why you would fail is because you, you don't know how to fight. You weren't training. And, and see, this is what the writer is getting at. He's saying, look, we've been given this confidence in Christ. But with that confidence in Christ comes the reaction of us having to train comes the response of us being able to say, all right, let's get together at youth group. Let's encourage one another. Let's build each other up. Let's hold fast to the faith and not waver because a day is coming. A day is coming when this will all end and we'll be able to inherit the good things. See, this is a good thing as well because all the good things that we do, that when we hide ourselves in Christ, that God doesn't see the bad and he sees the good. And see, the thing is, he's saying, let's do this. Let's huddle together. Let's strengthen because he knows one thing that you and I, if we're not doing those things, sin will creep in. The weeds will grow and choke out the good fruit of our lives. And so the question is, do we, do we believe that tonight? And, and the thing is, as I look around, I see many of us are weak. We're easily tempted and easily broken. And see, the point of tonight's message is not to be like, hey, you're horrible. No, the point of tonight's message is to say, God doesn't want this for us. He doesn't want this for me. He doesn't want this for you. He wants us to be free. He wants us to be strong. He wants us to go in the ring and do our best. He doesn't expect perfection. But tonight, man, we can't afford to miss out on that. And so he continues in the letter, and this is where the tone of the letter even begins to shift and become a lot more harsh. And so hang with me. We're going to unpack it all. But here we go. In verse 26, he says, For if we go on sinning willfully, after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and, a, and the fury of a fire which will consume the adversaries. Awesome. You will not see that on a pillow. Cross stitch on a pillow, that's for sure. Okay, so let's unpack that. So when I read that, first of all, it's terrifying, right? Second of all, what I picture is I picture a battlefield. I picture a battlefield, and on one side is sin, and the other side is God. There's no middle ground. And see, there's going to be one winner. There's going to be a big throwdown, and the one winner, that's going to be God, that sin will be destroyed. Now, it's important to know this, that God knows that you and I aren't perfect. He knows that we're going to struggle with sin. This is not saying if you struggle with sin, you're going to lose being covered. That's why he gave us the new confidence in Christ. So it's, it's important to realize here that unless you utterly reject Christ, that is what you're going to get. But see here tonight, we need to realize something. And as we kind of dig deeper into what this is about, it's important that we see this, that God loves his children that he wants us all to be safe. And so you may be saying, like, all right, Andrew, that, that's, that's cool. Um, but if you're saying he loves me, it sounds like he wants to destroy me. I don't know about, is anyone listening? It sounds like this God wants to blow me up, all right? Man, 
If you're not a Christian or you're, or you're feeling that way or trying to figure it out tonight, man, if, if God wanted to destroy us, he would. But see, God doesn't. God loves us. And see, what he did was he, he saw that he has to destroy sin and said, you know what, I'm gonna create a way. I'm gonna create a new confidence that comes from Jesus. I'm gonna create that. It's like a bomb shelter that we can get into that thing so when this bomb goes off that you and I will be safe. See, when we look deeper, we see this one thing. That the war isn't against us. It's against sin. That the war that that, that God is going to have is not against us. It's against the sin that he needs to destroy. And if we don't hide ourselves in Christ, in that new confidence, then we will be in the wake of that. So Andrew, why are we looking at these verses? Because we need to realize this, that sin is a cancer. It was invited into the world by men. It was our decisions that brought it in. It corrupted every perfect thing that God made. It has been sabotaging and oppressing God's children. God is perfect. And then there's sin. So perfect God needs to get rid of that and see, now when we read these verses, we see that, that, that it's in God's nature to want to destroy sin. But yet, if we look even deeper into us, we see that it's in our nature to make excuses for our sin, to keep it. And see, God is violent towards sin. But yet you and I, we, we welcome it sometimes. And, and here's what I'm trying to say. We look at how God deals with sin. We look at how we deal with it. And we, and we need to take it more like God. We need to treat sin seriously like God does. Because here's the thing. You and I, we're in the, we're in the ring. and We got our gloves up. And we're, we're, we're defending our face, but we're getting punched. We're getting punched. And, we're getting, and see, here's the thing. You and I will survive the match. So at the end of the match, we're going to be, okay, wow, I can be with you, God. And see, that's what the confidence in Christ is, that, that, that all our wrong could be wiped away. But I feel like at the same time, let's not allow ourselves to say, well, since I'm safe, since everything's covered, I'm good. Let's not allow us to make excuses for the other sin that, that God so violently wants to end up destroying one day anyway. So we got our gloves up, we're getting hit. It doesn't have to be like that. And here's where we can be encouraged. So, the, the, so we skip down to verse 35. And, and, and all the verses in between are just talking more about judgment, talking more about what is coming. But since we can have this confidence, we don't, we, we don't need to focus on that tonight. It's a different message, I guess. But verse 35 says this, Therefore, in light of being prepared, in light of the confidence in Christ... Do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, that you may receive what was promised. This confidence was a gift. What a huge gift. So the, what the writer is saying is, look, just take this gift and train and prepare And know that there's a day coming in the future. But know even now that when you follow what God has put in your heart to to do, that, man, you will be not only blessed later on that day, but you will be blessed in the here 
and the now. See, God doesn't want you to be oppressed. God doesn't want you to be covered in your, in your struggles, in your fears, but he wants to free you of that. And the only way that will happen is if you let more of him in and less of that out. So we see that following God pays off. In this life, there's peace, there's satisfaction in him. See, what we need to realize is, is that it is Christ who fights for you. We have to let more of him in instead of sin. That it is Christ who's gonna help you and lead your hands where to fight and where to hit. And so all this man, maybe you're overwhelmed, like I don't even know what to do, but see, here's the beauty of the gospel is that as we dress ourselves in the clean clothes that God has given us, Man, we've been given this new confidence as we hang out with each other, as we encourage, as we go home and we're in the word of God, as we're reading our Bibles. And I know sometimes it's confusing. I get it. But if we upped our game, if we said, let's train, let's prepare for this day as a good thing, not as a fear thing. Man, I wonder what type of people we'd be. I wonder how free and how much that we would move forward. And so tonight, I just want to say trade everything. Trade everything everything to keep your confidence. See, this is not a message demanding that we all be perfect. It's not my heart tonight. But it's a message to help us make the most out of the fact that we've been made perfect. See, every other religion is just do, 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 do these things and you can get favor with God, but we've been given that favor. We've been given that confidence first, and, and out of that confidence, we are to prepare. We are to, to, to encourage one another. And so many of us in this room, just openly, just, I want my sin. I was talking with a, a friend the other day, and basically he said, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy drugs. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna sleep with that person. I know it's wrong, but I, I'm gonna do it. And I'm like, dude, it's ruining your life. He says, yeah, I know. And so many of us, we, we were so stuck in this that we, we don't see a way out. But there is. It's this new confidence that we've been given. And so tonight, sin doesn't have to rule you guys. It doesn't have to beat you up anymore. It doesn't have to, when, when you get tempted to just, oh, that's it, I'm giving in. As we train, as we encourage one another, as we turn to each other and say, hey, let's actually encourage one another and talk to each other instead of just goof off. I mean, hey, goofing off's cool, I'm all about it, but we need to do more of that because here's the thing. This is a war that you and I are destined to win and all we need to do is show up and let Christ fight through us. So what do we have to do with this? Ask the question tonight, what how am I throwing my confidence away? What is that one thing in your life that you are, you, are, you are fighting for, that you're trying to outsmart the truth on, that you're saying, well, you know, God has the rest of my life, but, he, but this is this one area, because I, I promise you, as you do your best to give it up, and I know we're gonna struggle, okay? I'm not saying that we need to be perfect. But as we push everything aside, and we say, Christ, I want you, what does our life look like at that point? The more free. What would this youth group look like tonight if we all came here 
and, and encouraged one another and prayed for one another and we're able to defeat the temptations that come our way, be able to, to get through the hard times. I'm not trying to say it'll be any easier but when we have Christ and we're, we're holding on to him and we're pushing the sin away from our lives the best that we can, allowing him to fight through us, I think there will be a huge difference. So guys, it's Christ who wants to fight for you. We have to let more of him inside instead of the sin. And so tonight, as we just close, what is that thing in your life that you can give up? What are the things even? And let's together move forward. Let's encourage one another. Let's take it seriously. Let us look at our lives and say, man, what am I excusing? Because I want to let more of you in. So trade everything to keep your confidence. Let's pray tonight. God, we thank you. God, we thank you so much that it is not your will for us to be oppressed. That even when we choose sin over you, God, that you still love us tonight. Even when we've messed up in the past horribly, God, that there is such forgiveness there. And I pray tonight that we wouldn't let that trouble us, that we wouldn't live in guilt, but that we would live close to you and knowing, God, that it hurts you. When we fall in the sin, it hurts you because it's hurting us. And so tonight, whatever the things are in our, in our lives that are holding us back, be it a struggle, an addiction, anger problem, idol, God, we lay it at your feet. God, we, we, we help us to, to do our best to allow you to come into our hearts and change these things, to set us free from these things. God, that we would not try to excuse them, not try to justify them, God, but that we would be able to move forward, that we would be able to see you in every part of our lives. And God, I know that it is hard. I know some of us are in a lot of different places tonight. And I know your grace, God, can touch every single person here. Beyond words of songs, beyond words of a speaker, God, your, your love can touch every heart here and I pray in this moment that they feel it, whether it be for the first time or for, again. That as we stand and sing, as we surrender to you, God, that your presence would work in our lives in a brand new way, that we would be Christians that move and operated in power, that we would be people that would look to you and say, God, I realize you're not against me, you're against sin. You created a way for me to be with you and that we would take it tonight. And so Holy Spirit, be with us. Holy Spirit, be in this time of singing. Let your presence move in a new way. We thank you, God, and we pray this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen.